2: This is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: How the hell are we feeling here on a Wednesday?
0: Yeah, How are you feeling on a Wednesday?
1: I'm good. How are you feeling okay. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yep. Just uh, just hanging out. Another uh, another glorious morning. Some three hour extravaganza radio here. We're gonna put on full display. Yeah. That's mm. what we do here. Extravaganza. Hmm. How are you feeling, right. Mar?
3: Yeah. Okay. Did, did you I'm get... excited for this show, especially seeing. Um, <laughs> Q's notes on what he wants to talk about. I'm, I'm man, super we saw excited a about a
0: lot of random stuff out there yesterday in the
3: news. Yeah. Super, super random, but yeah.
0: Oh, don't super don't excited. Be all, don't be all upset just because there's one thing you don't want to talk about. That I'm just like I, I, I want to see. I, I want to see it over with. I'm just like, I, that's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Super pumped up about it.
1: Lamar, <laughs> Le- how you feeling, man?
3: Pumped up. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did you get an yeah. IV again?
3: No. Oh. I'm jacked up about it. Did you uh, I do need
1: one though. You got the uh, the grain goblin came back? Uh, a little bit. Yeah.
3: It's all good though. Yeah. It's all Before good. It's I know right. why it came back. Because it, it has a name, like hurricanes, you know. I'm gonna start naming my migraines, and this one is gonna be migraine cap.
1: <laughs> migraine oh. what? <laughs> Yeah, very good. Yeah, migraine Um, cap Q. (laughs) Yeah, it just uh, keeps coming back every seven years, and uh, like
3: hurricane, you know, Lee or hurricane, you know, migraine cap. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, listen. You didn't um, catch that one yet? Yeah.
3: I, uh, I got it. I got yeah, it. You, you're picking up? You're. you're I mean, because you put it down, so you up should there. be picking it up.
1: So yeah. um, can we All talk right. about a uh, not-so-good football team? Well, I guess a good one. Come roster, on, let's talk about but it. But I mean, a team that, that's it. got some uh, quarterback problems. Yeah. Uh, because apparently – the New York Jets are still trying to figure out this whole quarterback thing, and there's a couple of different aspects to this that we should point out. A, Trevor Simeon was brought in and signed to the practice squad, so at least they did make a move at quarterback to bring somebody in, but he's been signed to the practice squad. Now, what? why it's not a Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, who's rejected the offer, feels a little strange because... If you were one of those guys and you wanted to come back on some sort of a prove, it year, a prove it deal for one year and have an opportunity to show you can play, there are worse situations and rosters in the NFL than the Jets, correct?
0: The, the, there are, but I don't know that there is um, situations that are available, right, that, that are worse. Like, I would say, I mean, what situations out there outside of the
3: Jets, would you say they're looking for a quarterback to come in? Ugh. That's a hot-ass seat to sit on.
0: Because I think the problem with the Jets is is not only are you are you basically being asked to make them a playoff team if you don't know the system, and on top of that their offensive line play hasn't been good. I mean, we saw the Dallas game where seventy percent of the the passing snaps there was pressure on Zach Wilson <laughs> throughout some of the other. I mean, obviously Rogers is hurt for a reason. I mean, there there it's not it's not the best scenario just because it's a situation. I had this. Conversation with someone yesterday. It's like, if I'm Matt Ryan, who's made a ton of money in his career, and I'm looking at this saying, if I come back to play, like I want to come back to play, probably for a team that's going to invest in me. You're a lease if you come back to play for the Jets this year. Like they're only using you for this year because it's Rogers' team in 2024. So some of these guys, like especially Matt Ryan, who's made hundreds of millions. He might say, look, if I'm going to do this, you're going to pay me well. And I don't know that the Jets are willing to pay that much for it. And I don't know that Matt Ryan wants to step into a scenario where there's no really long-term buy-in by the team. And there's the last thing I'll say, because I think there's some people out there who are like, well, it's better than sitting on your butt at home, or maybe not for Matt Ryan. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars. He's on TV now calling games. He might say, yeah, I don't need to do this. Now, for someone like Carson Wentz, he might say, like, you know what? I've made millions. I've made a bunch of money so far. I've bounced around with, with, what, three different teams, right? He's been with, uh, obviously, Philly, who drafted him, then Indy, then Washington. Here's here's the reality for Carson Wentz's situation. If he goes to the Jets, he doesn't play well, he's done. He's done. Like, he will not get another chance. That'll be it. And so even though there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, he's not doing anything right now. He's staying at home. It's like, well, dude, hold on for a second. He might have a chance to be in a better situation either later on this year or or next year because we've seen guys sit out for a year and still come back where it actually might be better for his long term for his career instead of going to a place like the Jets where he might not have any ties. It might be hard for him to learn that system. So I just think when when you look at two guys like Wentz and, and Matt Ryan who've made a lot of money, they could probably be a little more selective about the situation they want to step into.
1: How much money do you guys think Matt Ryan's made in his career? I've got the number. You <laughs> you you love 300.
3: I, it's 300, isn't oh, it?
1: I mean, Lavar, you want to take a guess at this? You want to spin the chamber? Come on.
3: What do you yeah, mean? I'm, I'm going to go somewhere in around um, 301. All right.
1: So Labar goes three hundred one. Brady, you are going to go at three hundred. You, you, you did the prices right. Yeah, though. He did. did. you like that? Brady, are you are going to take. I did, did
0: like. You know, mad respect. Matt. I didn't know we were playing that game. You just showed me we're playing that game. I'll <laughs> uh, give you props on
1: that. Uh, According to <laughs> Spotrack, Matt Ryan has made three hundred three million seven hundred thirteen thousand dollars yes. in yes. his career. Yes. Yes. you yeah, get this that. new win. That's
3: contestant on you didn't matter if you got the price right. (laughs) Yes.
1: Come on um, down. All right. So so there is uh, also this story that has popped up oh, that yes. it, that has made the rounds as well, too. Yes. Well, it's not quite that one yet. But oh, we, okay. we, we should point this out, though. According to Rich Cimini, uh who covers the NFL for ESPN. And
0: makes one hell of a pizza.
1: Yeah. Does he really? Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, he should. Why not? <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, Brady's uh, like 94% Italian. He can say that joke. Mm. We're fine here. Um, I, mean, I
0: don't know about that much, but I am apparently a majority of Italian. And that was according to. 23 and me yeah. which hmm. we're, we're actually contesting right now in, in the hmm. court system but okay. i don't know there's a lot of upset irish people about that yeah mm. you're an idiot sam <laughs> a lot of pies on passion <laughs> sam God a lot God of pies
2: on, pies on passion
0: uh, like,
1: all right so according to rich samini uh there's a uh, this report is out that robert sala the head coach of the new york jets is quote at risk of losing the locker room over his loyalty to Zach Wilson and the defense in particular is, quote, not happy and tensions are on the rise, ready to implode possibly in New York because Robert Sala is steadfast in his support of one Zach Wilson. Hmm. A little bit problematic.
3: All right. And just listening to what Q had to say.
1: What about what I had to say?
3: Well, I'm just saying, basing it off of what you just said, and some of the reasoning that Q just gave, as a player, you have to be aware of what your your scenario and your circumstances are. What exactly in this scenario, regardless of if they are Robert Sala, that is, and, and the decision makers, the GM, if they're looking for any of those guys to come back and play, if, if they're looking for a solution – outside of Zach Wilson. Why would those players want Robert Salah to take literally right now, presently, their only chance of having some type of way of winning a few games, even if they were to bring a quarterback in and that quarterback has to get up to speed? Why would you want, why would you want Robert Salah to come out publicly and condemn your starting quarterback? Like, why would you as a player? Why would you want that? Why would you want to create that narrative to to the media? Why would you want to leak that to the media that Robert Sala's too loyal to your starting coach? I mean, to your starting quarterback. Like, why would you do that? Because there's not that great of, you know, there's not. And for what it's worth. For what it's worth, I I know you you're not getting good offense and I know this story resonates or you know comes from from the the defense. Um the defense hasn't been as impressive as it could be either. Like they they were they have been figured out in games as well. So don't don't put this solely on at the feet of the quarterback. Sure he has had poor play and you could have help from your offense specifically from that position. But y'all haven't been stellar. Y'all not y'all haven't had performances where you could actually sit there and say we're disgruntled and we're upset and we don't like the fact that he's so loyal to 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 this starting quarterback. Y'all haven't y'all haven't given us reason to sit there and say yeah, give them a chance. They're out there playing their hearts out. They they've done okay, but at times they have been figured out. So Let's not act like let's not act like you yourselves shouldn't be looking in the mirror first and saying let's start with us and let us do better in what it is that we're doing. I find that to be a tad bit perplexing, to be honest. And I just would wonder why they would want Robert Sala to come out in the media and in the public and condemn the only chance y'all have of trying to salvage games right now until you find what could possibly be um, someone who could give you a better opportunity of winning moving forward. Does
0: uh, it make sense? Is it that to you, LaVar, or is it – you know, since 2021 when Zach Wilson's got there, they've never been better than I think like 25th, 26th in the league on offense. I mean, does that wear on you if you're a defender, if it's the same guy and you've got a coach – Who's defending that guy? And you're watching it in practice, and you're watching it in training camp, and then you're watching it in the season for years now. And you're like, "Man, this isn't good enough." I mean, I I, I can see where they would be frustrated
3: because it feels like it's a, it's year, a broken though. record, right? And and you're right, and they would be correct in that. But he was brought, he was he was made a backup.
0: Did they, they want also... him to just
3: get rid of him together? Like, get rid of the dude altogether. I mean, he is a draft pick, a high draft pick. You didn't get rid of him. He, you made him a backup. You know no, what I mean? I, like, the I, circumstances I, I, I called get that. for him to play. I, but I think when
0: you looked at last year, okay, the way last year went, he was kind of in and out of the lineup because they made him a backup at one point last year. They got behind Mike White. You know, whether or not you want to say that worked out. It's like it seemed like the team got behind Mike White. You know, it seemed like the team at least had a little more juice for him. I I just, I don't know, I I, I can just sense, like, the frustration of all of it. When you had what you thought was a a future Hall of Fame quarterback and it all goes to crap in four plays and now you got to deal with, you know, a a reoccurring nightmare that was last season – I can see why they'd be frustrated. Like, that's human nature,
3: right? Like, sure. like I can understand that perception from, from from Jets fans. All that hard work down the drain because the guy y'all drafted that is now your backup isn't even good enough to be a backup that gives you a chance. That's, I mean, that's, right. that's, that's the situation you're in. Like, yeah. I get it. I could get the frustration, but my whole thing is what – what is like? What, like, what can Robert Sala do? Like, what can yeah. he do in this situation? He could put in them... Trevor Simeon because that's who, that's who they're going to end up elevating to the active roster at some All point. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, like here, and he
3: has he doesn't have enough. To me, do, do we think that he has enough like no. game stats and, and enough like career career uh, reps where we can sit there and say you feel confident that Trevor Simeon going to come in and be a better a better player than? Than Zach Wilson, it, it feels- that's probably actually like the most defeating thing. If you're,
0: you know, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, you're bringing in a guy that you're looking at, and saying like, this is, th- we believe this guy's going to come in and potentially give us a better shot than Zach Wilson
3: yeah like how
1: it, it feels like what
3: what, what 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 where are you looking that says that's going to give you confidence that this is a change that gives us an opportunity
1: it feels like we're going back though to the same conversation we had last year which was zach wilson's time in new york was done the second they benched him and that's really what like, this comes down yes. to and because just
3: come out and say we don't bang with zach wilson it, get him to f up out of here we don't i'd rather i'd rather have the guy that that you uh, remember we're going to talk about our four of the Show you and, know? And,
1: and you'd rather and, and remember when well done. they played. Uh, they played Thursday night last year. There was a game against the Jaguars, and Zach Wilson didn't even get through like the first quarter. And Jets fans were booing his ass off the field. So if all of that was going on, why was he brought back? Like, why? Like, if I, if, if it I was tried like, to say
0: this before yes, the season, y'all, like, I, like this was the whole point I was trying to make was they didn't. Like, I'm surprised. First off, there, there's so many different levels of they don't have faith in him. He doesn't have confidence and faith in himself. He needed a new start. They needed a new start. The team, the locker room needed a new start without Zach Wilson being a part of it. And I understand they would be, look, they'd be in the same exact spot when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, whether Zach Wilson was the backup or not. And to now not, not I mean, you're not going to have any trade value now, especially if you replace him for Trevor Simeon. Like that's the reality of this. I mean, you literally are going to have to just kind of throw the pick to the wayside. You could have got something for him this offseason. Mm. There had to have been some team out there that would have given him like a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick.
3: I just I mean, 10th round I, I, pick,
1: same, same draft class, a 14th round, s- s- pick. same draft class, more commitment from draft capital standpoint. And the Niners I mean, traded Trey like Lance that, for what? A fourth round pick? Yeah, like, yeah, Trey I mean, Lance in, in all gone.
3: seriousness, like a 20th round pick for Zach Wilson. <laughs> Th- think about that
0: for a second. <laughs> Zach Wilson's at least played more football. Yeah. He, he's probably got a little better tape with with his highs than Trey Lance. And they were able to get a fourth-round pick? Hmm. That's what the Jets missed out on.
3: I just don't think you're going to get a fourth-round pick for them. Not anymore. But get something for them. I don't know that. Before the season, they would have. before. Yes, they would have. I think they would have got a jawbreaker, some Jolly Joes, and some Mike and Ike's, Damn. and, and Damn. a couple dollars.
1: Hey, by the way, you guys prefer hot tamales $10. or hot tamales $10. or Mike $10. and Ike's? Which which you your go? I would have took the
3: the the Grape Apes. To be depends honest. on that. Oh, okay, that's racist. Um, it depends Jeez. on they had the <sighs> there was there was candies that were great Grape Apes okay. that were uh, in the uh, same family as Jolly Joes and Mike and Ike's. Yeah, I'm gonna go
1: hot tamales. Of, I, uh, I think those.
0: hot Somalis are like the usual go-to, but yeah. Mike Ennick's are a good, too.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Good
0: call. Oh, oh, well, we're not going to talk about any other quarterback options? No, uh,
1: we're going dude. to. Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll set aside some time it's ridiculous, uh, later on. It's um, so ridiculous. It is.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: people at o'reilly auto parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at oreillyautocom slash two pros that's oreillyautocom slash two pros this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
3: Just, just what happened hold, now? No, I just got to... It's a moment I've been dreading.
1: I just got to uh, dust off an old topic here. Hold on.
3: I've been dreading this.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Colin Kaepernick is back. Apparently, he wrote a letter to the New York Jets asking to join their practice squad. Now, there's a rapper named J. Cole, no relation to Kenneth.
3: (laughs) There's a rapper named J.
1: Cole. Who released the letters with permission from Kaepernick. And it says this. Quote, worst case scenario, you see what we have to offer and you're not that impressed. Best case scenario, you realize you have a real weapon at your disposal in the event you ever need to use it. In either of these scenarios would be committed to getting your defense ready week in and week out all season long, and I would wear that responsibility like a badge of honor, end quote.
3: Can I ask a first quick question to that Do whatever you want. Yeah. Statement.
1: I'm running the liquor store. I'm tired of this topic. <laughs>
3: my first quick, when I read the statement, my, my first quick reaction was, did you need to see Zach Wilson not prove out? To have those sentiments as why you should be brought in can't you say that for all 32 teams right now today that you could bring that to the table without having seen an injury take place to the starter and a backup that isn't doing well
1: yeah but they wouldn't get as much attention it's just
3: again it's just continued you know, like an opportunistic type of approach to things that are going on. Like, why would... Well, to, to, to that why point, doesn't let me just exist? follow up on
0: that. Why wouldn't yeah. you write it to all 32 teams if right. you're just trying to be on the practice squad? Right. Like, if you doesn't really want to be back and play and play in the NFL and, and you're just asking for an opportunity to be on the practice squad, why not write
3: all 32 NFL teams? I mean, and, then and you'd be giving yourself a greater chance of just Can we take it a, a step further? There's the USFL, there's the XFL, That just they just had a season, and you didn't play. Right. Like, you could have gone out there. If, if it's so important to you to be able to prove that you're still in game shape and game condition and, and that you want to have the weight of J. Cole pushing your, your letters out there, which shouts out to J. Cole. Dope, J. Cole, dope, too. Dope ass, too. Dope up, ass Jay? rapper. I wish J. Cole um, could do a letter for me. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know who I'd write now, it to, but I'll say this, if Jay Cole did the letter Q, yeah. And and made it into like a rap song, that that would be <sighs> I would be entertained by that. I know, I just got to figure out where where the letter's going and like what the letter's about. Like right now
0: it's just got a blank page, but I'm going to figure it out and then I'm going to try to angle for Jay Cole. That'd be
3: sweet. Cuz he did one for Summer. He did one for what was Summer's last a- name? A, a Brady. It was a singer named Summer, if but he, he rejects it, why do
1: you have uh, Jay Knox do it? He'll put it one together for you.
3: I, I don't know who that is. Thank you. That's you, sorry, Jonas Knox. Oh, that's Jonas. What's that? Jonas is like rapper He name? tried to yeah. make himself into a rapper, but... Jay Knox. Is making You're already kneecapping himself.
0: Petros, which we'll talk to in a little oh, bit this, with this his TV show. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get too entangled with
3: you. I, I feel like him, yeah. and, him and Buddy across the the, the stage from him. But Dang anyway, him. Um, <laughs> I just... I, I I think that, again, I'm so... Uh, I, I don't can, really can I say
0: a... what we were talking about last night where you got mad at
3: me? Yes, please. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Go ahead.
0: You, I, I'm not advocating for this necessarily. I just feel like the only way the storyline dies is if he does sign somewhere and goes in somewhere. So I, I, my, my position's been give him a shot. It's been seven years. Give him a shot. Let's see what he could do out there. I, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm now more curious than anything else just to see what it looks like. So, yeah. Like – I hope that he gets a shot, gets
3: an opportunity, just
0: so he gets out there and we see what it looks like.
3: You'll you know? never see it. I, I, I know. What, we, we what's going to happen is, first of all, it's not going to happen. That's first and foremost. That's first. If, if it were to happen, if it were to happen, what's going to happen is he's not even going to make it through the workout to even get on the practice. Like, it doesn't work like that. We're going to just bring you into the practice squad like you're ready to go. You're in shape. Great. Here we go. We're signing you to the practice squad. You got to come in and you got to work out for the team. Yeah, I come in and work out for the team. He's not even going to get beyond the workout of the team. Like, are you working out for teams? Because all active free agents, you know what they're doing? They're working out for teams on the off days. They go in, they work out. And the team says, "Okay, we have a need here. We're going to sign this guy to the practice squad, or we're going to sign this guy to to the active roster, or whatever. It could be anything. But you go in and you work out. It's like, at what point does does this become a muted a muted conversation? Like, what is what is the ultimate goal here?" At this point, what is like every single time this flares up like the gift that just keeps on giving when you go to the doctor and they're like Did we could give you medicine tonight, what is the ultimate what's what is the ultimate takeaway from this? What what is Kaepernick trying to do at this point? Because if it's just play football, like I wanna play football, there yeah, are other opportunities. thousands. Yeah. Thousands other of guys that I could say are probably at this point today that are more deserving of an opportunity to get a roster spot on an NFL team than Cal- Colin Kaepernick with, with, all, with all the sentimental value or what he has represented to, to causes of, of social justice and stuff like that. Put all that aside. Put all those elements aside and just look at the player. Who is, who, who is looking at a guy? Name me one guy that's seven years removed from football that's being looked at seriously to play, on, play for a team in the National Football League. Name me one. I can't. No, oh. can't name you one. You wouldn't come. You're not going to come close. Do you understand? That's an entire. You know how many years I played in the league, fellas? Seven. Damn. Seven. He's been retired for the amount of a career. <laughs> he's been he's been gone for the for the amount of a career, and and if it's on average, he's been gone for twice the time of somebody who is out of the league and and isn't playing anymore after three three and a half years, twice as twice as long. Like at some point, like. Can we just can, – can, can, can y'all, as a public, can y'all move on? Like, at some point, don't be outraged that people don't care to hear or see Colin Kaepernick as it applies to playing football. Now, it may be other things that people are into that, that is relevant, and I, God bless. Like, I think that that's all fine, and, and it plays its part, and, and it has its value. But the value of Colin Kaepernick as a football player today is gone. What about tomorrow? Tomorrow, hmm. the day after, the day after that, okay. and every day after that one, hey, it's gone. You know what Be a happens? coach. You want to you make a difference? You want to be a part of football? Ooh, be okay. a coach. Yeah. Or start at the XFL, USFL, and, and show people why you're saying what you're saying. Show people why. But you've not done that. You've not done anything that would create a narrative where where people would be like, "I'm intrigued." Like this is a George Foreman uh, story that that's developing. Great, go to the XFL, pull back the curtain. Last yes. night you
0: did not want to talk about this subject. Now you've talked for like ten minutes. About yeah, that. because this, it's just like I'm
3: done with it. Y'all can have. Not, not really. Hey,
1: uh, I'm you, out. How about the part in the letter? Out. How about the part in the letter from J. Cole where Colin Kaepernick says to be on the practice squad, I would wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah, there that's a far, that's a far cry from a guy who wanted nothing to do with the NFL years ago. Oh, it's disgusting. I, I, I was going to say yes, called the
0: NFL. Uh, well, I'm not going to say it, but it's a bit odd that he's kind of. Changing course. Like,
1: like it wasn't a badge of honor a to be a starting quarterback making seventeen million a year and then, you know, declining the offer to come back and all these other opportunities. But no, be a practice squad member for the Jets, that would be a badge of honor. Okay. Just wondering what changed. Just curious.
0: Well, and that's the thing is like he's been very outspoken um against the NFL. I mean, he the 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 Netflix you know, Doc, where he was on there, the comments that he made then have to, you know, be, be one in which I can't imagine someone would be willing to bring him on purely for calling the NFL slavery. I mean, he, he said that. It's just, it just it feels like that's going to be hard to overcome for anyone who wants to sign him. And it is curious to see why he's now changing course, because maybe he sees an opportunity with the New York Jets. There's been other teams there's been opportunities with in the past. And I don't know that he's you know, made this this public uh, display trying to get back into the league like LeVar is talking about. So I, I find it interesting, though, and, and my curiosity has peaked to the point where I'm like, the only way this ends is if he gets an opportunity. So I wish he would have wrote the letter to all 32 NFL teams. I think it would have made more sense to do that if you're just trying to be on the practice squad. And then maybe you get your foot back in the door and you have a shot. But... There are other leagues out there, the USFL, the XFL. um, There are other opportunities out there. If you really want to play ball, you can go play ball. And some people are going to say who are fans of his, like, well, he's above that. It's like, well, maybe he was at one point, you know, maybe a year, two, three, maybe four years out. We're talking seven years, okay? Like, I've got a seven-year-old daughter. I, I can tell you how much my life and her life has changed in the seven years she's been on this planet. It's a lot, okay? So I, I just I, – I think if it's genuine, if it's legitimate, send that letter out to all 32 teams and then see if you get any callbacks and opportunities to try out. And if that doesn't work, then go play in the USFL or XFL. You know, go get your foot back in the door that way.
1: Yeah, it's uh, – listen – he just somehow figures out a way to pop up every year, and somehow every single year figures out a way to to eat up an entire segment, and it's all because Lavar well, wanted to talk.
0: Lavar, I was going to say didn't want to talk, but he am ready for my, heck, my talked read. about it for about ten minutes. Yeah. I'm
3: ready for my read after my ten minute rant.
1: BSV2, by the way, I just want yes, to make that clear.
3: I know it's BSV2. Thank you. I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm more focused in on that than this topic.
1: Hey, by the way, what does the acronym GFY stand for? Uh, good for you. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Yep. Just wondering. Yeah.
1: Did uh, A lot of people
0: say that to you, Jonas? <laughs>
1: yeah, only one. Only one. Oh, that I answer. thought but it. Do they think. say it to you often? Find yeah. yourself. Go yeah. it's uh my good buddy, my good yeah. buddy who just seems to fire that off, hmm. you yep. know. Very, very very
3: interesting. It, it doesn't mean go find yourself? No, it
1: does, no. definitely does not. Oh. That's
3: it's not what it stands it's for. Does it really bad. mean good for you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Huh.
1: It's the uh, it's the Dublin kiss. You know? I thought
3: it was go and yourself. I got those two right. Right? Did I get those right?
1: I mean, it's not far off from what you said on the air earlier. So. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a dump-worthy mood here on a Wednesday.
3: I mean, I was about to say it again out loud. <laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe
2: with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern,
1: 3 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play
2: the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing booker's simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy right now it's a wednesday so you know what this means It's time for the old P. Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on the Blowtorch AM five seventy LA Sports, also a Fox college football analyst. P, what's happening? Hello, good morning to everybody. How are we
3: doing, Jonas?
1: Tired. Yeah,
0: you had a doubleheader this past weekend.
2: I I have doubleheaders until the baseball playoffs really start in earnest. Damn. Yeah, so I have another doubleheader this week. All right, and then uh, and then I think. We take a little lull in October.
0: Hey, you're you're blessed, though, brother. A lot of people want to be in your he's shoes. Blessed, you know,
2: that's right. Happy to work. That's right. You know, I have an interview with Texas Tech in an hour and a half. All
3: right. Ooh, yeah. Shut out McGuire. this week. Yeah. I just want to know about. I the think he's out for a while,
2: Brady. They took him off right. in an air cast.
3: Oh Jesus! Yeah. But you I thought it was man.
2: interesting because, like, the guy literally got like rolled off in an air cast, broke his leg. And they're like, he could be out this week. Well, he could be. That's yeah, yeah. the report I saw. I was like, well, <laughs> he's
0: coming back. Aircasts
2: usually are used for pretty significant injuries. So. Yeah, he broke his leg. So, anyway, it's great to be with you guys. A lot going on. Yes, indeed. Hey, hey, now. I, just,
3: yeah. I was just trying to slide in there during y'all's uh, nice little conversation. Uh, you know, uh, Brady has made it very clear that Jonas did something very, very uh, intentional and could be perceived as disrespectful Man, to you, uh, Petros. And What's that? We just wanted to get your take on it. We didn't have the story. What take? I've got the full story now. Go, give them the full story, Q. Well, I'm not trying
0: to give the full story. I just I was talking about the show that Jonas we we saw that he was on this past Sunday. We're said, all happy hey, that Jonas is doing
2: some television, aren't mm-hmm. we? Though, yeah. Yeah. yes, we are.
0: But I also really enjoyed my guy Petrus in that, and and then there was a little bit of debate. But but here's the thing: Lavar doesn't know. I found out the whole behind the scenes story. Oh, so we're very happy for Jonas in this position. Oh, okay,
2: right. I I used to for your national listeners. I used to work for 16 years on the local news show that comes on after the Sunday night football game. Uh, most everywhere, local news comes on. But on the West Coast, you have a little time to kill. Uh, so usually uh, the uh, show co- came on like a sports show after the, after the Sunday night football game. And then uh, Dateline. Mm. And then your local news. So for 16 years, I did that show. The guy I did the show with is not doing the show this year. He thought he was. So I spent the summer thinking that I would do the show, so it was a little awkward. But instead they hired uh, three guys, and one of them is Jonas. So And that's great. I have nothing against Jonas. I told him that he should do it. And that is all, if anybody's uh, wondering about it. But uh, I was very clear on my show this year that we're we're not working this year on Sunday nights, and uh, everything's okay. And
1: now. I reached out to get your blessing. It wasn't That's like right. I did it and just said "f you, Petros." Oh, uh, wow. we're taking this and running with it. I wanted to make sure I got everybody's blessing involved. So. Well, we were all
2: we are all Wonderful. just pieces on a, on a board. I mean, we all just get moved around, and. If I was bitter about getting moved around, I wouldn't be at Fox, for God's sakes. I've been up and down the ladder like five times. Right. But uh, no, I just, I, I was not doing the show this year because Fred's not doing the show. So I might never do the show again. Fred Rogan. I, yes, Fred um, Rogan. Not although, Joe Rogan. No, right.
1: I, although I will say this, um, the name Judas Knox, which has made the rounds via your show and on social media, is pretty fantastic. I've I never mean, said that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty tremendous name. So, mm. uh,
2: I hope those 30 pieces of silver are nice and, slug and uh, snug in your bank account.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. got his no. god his
2: ass. Got his ass. I will not kiss thee as did Judas, but as the thief I will confess thee. Lord, remember me. I will now comest Damn. into thy
1: kingdom. Hey, uh, oh, wow. Petros, how do you feel about this coach on coach crime in college football? You got uh, you got Lou Holtz versus Ryan Day. Uh, you've got uh, uh Dion De- uh, Sanders versus Dan Lanning. It seems like it's really popping up and going off this year. What do you make of all that?
2: Well, I think that there is uh there's some marketability in it, right? Like coaches are seeing if you talk a little less and act hard. They'll publicize it, and you might get a couple more million people watch your game, maybe. I mean, it's worked in Colorado's uh, circumstance. Colorado's become the biggest story in football, probably the most middling team that's the biggest story in football that we've had in quite some time. But it's worked out, and ultimately, as we said, you know, college football is a TV business, and they might have one big last, last gasp here uh this weekend uh i talked to brady a little bit off the air about the ryan day thing which did surprise me i i did not know that blackbeard was that insecure <laughs> uh, I, I really didn't you know you think he's a pirate he's going all over the high seas <laughs> plundering and raping Arr. and pillaging me timbers Arr. drink up me whole, you know all that and uh that was pretty – I mean, Lou Holtz is 86 years old. He's a cartoon character. And nothing he said was off base at all in every game. Look, Ohio State had their chain snatched off their neck Debo style the last two years against Michigan. And that's all that matters to those people. And I'll never forget it. I was watching the, the first game that they lost, and it was Dan Deerdorf's last call on the radio, you know, and the snow is gently falling, and Michigan's getting six yards a pop, and Harbaugh's taking their chain, grinding them into nothing, and Deerdorf's crying on the air. I mean, it was really wild. And that was it. I mean, you can yell at you, Lou Holtz, all you want, but that's what you're yelling about. You know, you're yelling about getting your, your physicality exposed by Michigan. Now, is Ohio State physical enough to knock Cam Rising out of two straight Rose Bowls and win those games against a team that's supposed to physically dominate the West Coast, Utah? Yeah, so we should have some perspective here. But that whole situation was a lot like, uh, I don't know, role reversal. Ohio State was trying to act all tough like Notre Dame, like they're not a finesse team, which they kind of are. And Notre Dame was trying to act all stupid like they were Ohio State. Not having uh, eleven guys on the field for the last two plays, mm. so it was it was interesting, but very Howard Dean esque there at the end. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, which we, I guess would to. be fine now too. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say everything's kind of all allowed nowadays in uh, at least a world where social media and things going viral kind of dominates, right? I mean, you you you're just looking for clicks. You don't care if it's it makes you look one way or another. As long as you get attention, it seems like. That's what people are aiming for.
2: Well, like, I mean, Dan Lanning knows what he's doing. 100%. Well, I, here, here's, I, I here's, like him. But
0: here's it, what was brilliant about what he did. He taped it. He taped Shiloh Sanders. He taped their play. Like, they took their footage they used, and then they took footage of them knowing that they were going to get this to then use it against them after the fact. Like, there's no defense of that.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a little bit like WWE for real, right? right? Right, and that's what football is to all of us that are behind the scenes. But I mean, it, it wasn't wasn't it a little ironic, Brady, that he was talking about no flash, and yet they have chameleon. Color-changing shoes. Yes, right. He's talking about playing on the grass. Oregon hasn't had grass like since the '60s. Yeah. Like he's talking about all of these things. They're flat. We're, we're substance. That's they're substance. flash. Yeah. It's like okay, so, man. Whatever. Like I mean, it, it's it's all pretty funny. Uh, none of it really matters when the when the ball is kicked uh, because it's not like you can play any harder or try any harder. To win in the game of football, I mean, you're already you already have the hose all the way on, but uh, yeah, it is. I think Dion set a little bit of a weird tone, and it's working early. I mean, when it comes to October and November, and if you're good, you're going to be, you know, really challenged in conference. I don't. I mean, and people get got, and and talking doesn't really mean as much. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it has been a hell of a September, though.
3: Talk about it. What 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 has been uh, a September um, to remember? Happening, a happening to remember. Yeah. What what to you? What sticks out?
2: Well, outside, I mean, I just outside think,
3: of Colorado, of course.
2: Well, I mean, that's a big part of it, though, right? Is just the the media coverage of Colorado. The fact that nine million people would watch the Rocky Mountain Showdown, you know, all this stuff about the Pac-12. And the, the weirdest thing about September is the undercover stories that no one really cares about, which is Caleb Williams is still the best show on in football, and USC is still exactly the same defensively. They want to talk about a finesse team. Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State looks like Debo compared to USC. <laughs> I mean, USC is not physical. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, their head coach of Arizona State, took over the play calling and exposed USC on Saturday. Arizona State had four of their five offensive linemen out and and a slew of other injuries, especially at quarterback and other positions that are affecting the team. And they instead just ran the ball with a Sacramento State transfer. It looked like a rolling ball of butcher knives. And it was just like last year. USC refused to consistently tackle a running back. And you look at down the stretch in Oregon and Washington and Oregon State and UCLA and Notre Dame, and you're just like, how are they going to physically compete in these games? Uh, So very interesting uh, that that happened. That stood out to me in September. Utah uh, playing Baylor, playing Florida, no quarterback, down to their third-string quarterback, still undefeated, And uh, UCLA's young guy, Dante Moore, could not meet the moment in Salt Lake City on uh, Saturday. And that was interesting to me. Washington State's really
1: good. I was going to say, and I know you've been on the Washington train for a while now, uh, the betting odds have shifted. Michael Penix Jr. is now the Heisman Trophy favorite at plus 360 over Caleb Williams. How impressive has Washington been for people nationally that haven't gotten a chance to see Penix in that offense move?
2: Well, the ball's out on time, a lot different than Caleb. You know, Caleb will run around with it and go to his left and and, and three or four time pump fake and then fire it in there. This guy drops back, and, and when his foot hits the ground on the fifth step or the seventh step, the ball's out, and it's way down the field way down the field to guys like Romo Dunze who's really good or McMillan or Polk I mean he has the receiving core that was his coming out party two years ago he has again or last year and then uh, he's got this great offensive line DeBoer's a great O line coach and it's not piecemeal together like USC's It's it's a real thing and they've improved themselves on defense in the secondary, which is where they really struggled. And I think they're by far, so far in the season, the most impressive team in the West. And I think the one that we really under, uh, overlooked probably was Washington State and Cam Ward. Uh, they have a new offensive coordinator uh, replacing Eric Morris, who I never thought was a very good fit there in the first place. And Jake Dickert's a really good defensive coach. And uh, I, I think Washington State's making a statement as well. And, you know, the Beavs are having a good year, but they got they got exposed. Their quarterback might have got exposed a little bit. DJ Uyungalele, uh last week. We might need to get uh, Aiden Childs a look, the backup, who's pretty good. The kid from Downey. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, is this a season where – like, I look at it, Petros, and I think from week zero <laughs> – to, to now, the Pac-12's been the best conference, like top to bottom I, I think you make the case, they've had at times eight teams in the top 25 I think they've got like six this week uh, because of a couple of the, uh, the, the head-to-head matchups in the Pac-12 But is this a year where you see a team coming out through the Pac-12 or because of the parity, you think that they're going to unfortunately suffer um, in having a, a two loss conference champion or not making it in because of the difficulty of schedule of all these teams playing one another
2: well, the Utah thing's kind of weird, right? I mean, I heard Jason Benetti say, like, they're waiting for the approval from the California doctor. And it's like, wait a minute. His doctor? Cam what, does he have to get vaxxed or something? No, oh. like his lay, his knee. Oh, well, right, right. Maybe right, right. his knee needs a <laughs> vaccine, but uh, they, they that, that's a little weird, right? So they seem to be in a screwed-up situation where the team wants him to play, but the family doesn't. I mean, that's just how I read into that. Um uh, And here we are knocking on October, and the kid hasn't played yet. And it's hard to imagine Utah meeting the moment every week without that player. They're last in the Pac-12 in passing. Right. So uh, that's tough. Uh, Oregon or Washington probably, I think, would have the best chance to be – they look like the, the two most complete teams. Maybe would have the best chance to get all the way through. But my guess, Brady is, is what is what you couched it with, which is, I think that they'll cannibalize each other like they always do. The Pac-12 doesn't do a great job, and never really did, of taking care of their bell cows to make sure that they get through the season. You know, like yeah. the SEC kind of does, yeah. and and the Big Ten for that matter. Can I uh, can I give you a stat to throw into that? Sure. Do
0: you know in the college football playoff era, we've never seen a, a, a team win that's played nine conference games? And on top of that, if you look at the numbers of how many of the four get in, the conferences as in the ACC, SEC, um, and obviously I'm, not, I'm excluding like group of five or including group of five in that, they average about two and a half teams per year on getting into the college football playoff, only playing eight conference games. So, to your point, it's a huge advantage for whatever reason not playing that additional conference game.
2: Well, I'll tell you what it is. And, and, you know, it's been argued about forever, and everybody talks about, well, look at the SEC, the proof's in the pudding, and they win it every year. And that's great, yes. And they are better up front than the teams in the West Coast, and that's developed D in offensive line over the years. But there really is a big difference when you are desperately clawing through November to get through conference play and beat your rival. And somewhere in there, the SEC plays Mercer. It's just, it's a totally different model. And it works better for the championship model, which is built by ESPN and the SEC. So it stands to reason that it's that way. But what people do in November, I think, is the real tale teller. And the Pac-12 in November is in the most intense, the most heated, the, the apex of the war, I guess, or the battle is in November for these conferences that play all, all the games. And obviously everything's changing next year anyway, but uh, I think it's a very good point, and I really do think it's schedule structure.
1: Get him on Twitter at the old P. Petros Papadakis, the co host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on The Blowtorch. AM 570 LA Sports, also a Fox College football analyst. P, we appreciate it. Let's do it again next week.
2: All right. Well, don't get All too right. tired. Stand up on Sunday night, Jonas. Oh, man. Come
0: on. Yeah. Any tips? I mean, throw my way. Petros brought a pig on stage at one point, I remember. I think like four years in a row. Oh,
1: oh, oh.